That is Miss Chastity Brown. We got a little little taste of mad love here on the women's show. This is Twyla Twang. And I do believe before we go any further, let's just check our levels for Miss Chastity. Are you there? Hi, Twyla. Yay. Good awesome. afternoon. Okay. Yeah, we, uh, we've had a little fun, funky phone service, so I wanted to make sure that we're all good to go before we just just jump into this uh, amazing time we have with Miss Chastity Brown. I am so excited for today, and we let, I want to let folks know what we heard uh, before we go any further. We started the program with Drive Slow from uh, Silhouette of Sirens, that 2017 album. And then we just played Like the Sun from Sing to the Walls. And for these uninitiated, uh, Ms. Brown is a multi-instrumentalist in the, in the way of sax, drums, piano, banjo, pretty, I'm guessing guitar, anything she wants to pick up. Uh, she toured with Valerie June, Ani DeFranco, the Indigo Girls, Andrea Gibson. And I just, I love, for me personally, and... Um, I think anyone who listens to your music, the the beautiful mixture of souls, blue, soul, blues, funk, and it's getting to be almost a cliche of uh, genre defying and you know kind of genre blending and all that. But it's it's very much yeah. distinctively your own um, and your voice, girl. That it's so warm and soothing, but very distinctive expression and evocative. I'm just. Thrilled to have you here. Thank you very much. And uh, welcome to our Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond interview series. Yeah, thank you, Twyla. What a warm welcome. Well, it's just uh, exciting to have you. And how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I Last week I was on the Americana Kayamo cruise. Um, oh, Kayamo. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it, I had a blast, wore myself out. Uh, so I've just been up in the woods of Wisconsin um, <laughs> recalibrating from... <laughs> essentially, for folks that haven't been on the, a cruise, it, it kind of feels like you're on a moving hotel. And uh, um, for introverts, I think that can be a little overwhelming. So I'm just up in the woods right now. And yeah, recalibrating, uh, hiding out, uh, getting getting everything together to create that space that you probably didn't have on that boat. On that boat. Well, I want to jump right into uh, Sing the Walls because that was, as, as I understand, it was released last June and have has I've gotten a lot of great great press from what I've seen. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the sun. Uh, excuse me, the song like the sun. Um, I was there at the Compass Records uh, at uh, Americana Fest, and it was so cool. Oh, right on. Yeah, it was, uh, and I shared the picture that I took there because it was so cool. You actually talked about Like the Sun, and um, it was kind of later after the fact when I was listening, um, and I'm like, this song, like Like the Sun, I just felt this kind of warm, sonic baths around me, and then, I, you know, just kind of getting into it and feeling it. And then I look into yeah. it, and I found my notes. And as I understand, one, you wanted to <clears throat> impress Prince, and I think he did yeah. that. He wherever he's at, he's digging it. And also uh, the symphony, the Min Minnesota Minneapolis, the uh, Minnesota Orchestra. Minnesota Orchestra was involved in that. What a beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
that song was such a a difficult one for me to write in the beginning. Um, I the piano part that you hear, I played for at least four or five months on my piano, just over and over again, and was just like the chords are so sparse. I just was really confused. Sometimes this happens, like. As a songwriter, you're really drawn to a sound, and you have no idea what to do with it. Like, mm. it, it's like um, I felt like I was really wandering in the dark with it. Um, I had an opportunity to go um, and work on some of my songs with the songwriter Dan Wilson in L.A. And towards the end of our session, he was like, "Just spitfire some songs that are stumping you." And I played him that song and just kind of hummed along. And it was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And he was just like, just put words to what you're humming. Like, I didn't realize I was actually singing along. And um, so it, it it was a moment for me where it was just, um, it's nice to get perspective on, on your work. I think you can... Um, be so up in your head about what you're working on and then someone can say oh yeah that makes sense and you're like right it does make sense Um, and that really set me off and then I went home and I I wrote the song Um, and it's very much like falling in love in Minneapolis and as you said paying homage to Prince and I know you have uh, you have referenced many of your musical heroes like Prince. Uh, how often do you, I don't know, I, like lean into them, channel them, uh, jam to them to, I don't know, center yourself, inspire? Yeah. I mean, I think about Nina Simone a lot. I think, I mean, for my entire career, I think I have talked about Nina Simone and James Baldwin um, if you watch James Baldwin's interviews or even collegiate debates that he would participate in, um, I think also like the American vernacular is different in the 60s and, and um, people just speak differently. But it, more importantly, like James Baldwin's way of articulating um the experiences of others, but also just articulating the human experience and also being queer. Like, he embodied so much for so many of us, and I just have always hoped that I could carry myself with that amount of grace. Mm -hmm. And Nina Simone, it's like... Um her power it's like when she begins singing and playing you cannot deny her power and I can't claim that I know exactly what that is but I think about her when I'm walking on stage and I think about you know back in that time it was like you may play for an audience of white people but you're certainly not welcome to dine with them or even like stay at the same hotel Um, and yet you're like putting on these mind-blowing concerts that will have so from YouTube for forever 
Um, and I just, I, I, so I walk on stage every time thinking about the people that I admire and um, have my own little, like, private ritual, I think, with, I used to always say, like, I just, I hope to become what I admire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of like what I think about it. Oh, that sounds like it's very um, empowering to tap into those spirits of, of your, you know, musical ancestors and, and bring them forward into what you bring. And and I, I know, having witnessed your performance, uh, how that power, from my experience, really comes through. It's, it's, it's you know, I, I've noticed, too, and some of those almost like Nina, you know, some of it was more subdued and like you said, sparse, but there's, mm-hmm. there's power in that. And uh, uh, kudos to you for bringing that power through. I think it comes through. Thank you. Uh-huh. I, th- I think like even more specifically, like what I am trying to do now musically as like a roots musician, like I used to always want to play exactly like the older roots musicians, including my father, who is a jazz and blues musician. Mm-hmm. And now I just feel like, uh, like they would be so bored with that. Like, so I feel like this new record, I've really pushed myself with the sonic palette, thinking like if Nina was in the room, she wouldn't want to hear the same old crap. She's yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Like, what are you going to do with it, honey? And so, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, another, that's another aspect of what I'm thinking about with performance and songwriting. It's trying to do something new with this very ancient thing, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I w- and mo- moving it forward and owning mm-hmm. it, and owning what it. I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, the production of "Sing to the Walls" sounds kind of funky. Um, I know that you had a role in the co-production, but it but it started in Stockholm. So yeah, tell us about the production. It started, of- it, it started in Stockholm, Sweden, with the drummer Brady Wade, um, who has played with Emmy Lou Harris, Buddy Miller, Dave Matthews, the Indigo Girls. Um, pretty much every, so many people that we admire right now, he's played drums for. Um, and to be honest, like half, half the record was made with a drummer in Stockholm, and, which is Brady, and then the other half was made with a drummer based in Minneapolis, Frank Shooty. So the funky is like, it, it really comes through because. Um, for this record I focused on like the story the melody and then the groove Um, and really prioritized what the grooves were before everything else got fleshed out Um, and I'd never done that before Um, I don't know drums are like my favorite instrument in any rock band I always watch the drummers um so um, I flew to Stockholm 
a, a few summers ago and made what I thought would be the full record with Brady and this amazing crew that he assembled. And then the pandemic happened. And some of those songs seemed like obnoxious, like with all that we were going through. Mm-hmm. It was like, who cares? <laughs> like, you know, some, some of them was like, so what? Um, and so, uh, yeah, I just, we had nowhere to go and no one to play for. And um, my drummer, Greg, and I had to like, just communicate and record from our own homes. And um, that that made me grow, made me a woman, that made me have like a type of recording autonomy that I think we often don't get, which is, um, you know, we're just, I always go to a really fancy, nice, cool studio to sing. And during the pandemic, that just wasn't a safe option. Right. Um, and so I really had to learn how to record my own vocals and um, all the gadgets and gadgets and took lessons online. And um, yeah, the, the, the core, everything to me that I leaned on was the groove for this. Um, my previous records, had a lot of sorrow um, and with all the sorrow that we were experiencing in our real lives I just like couldn't sing about that in that way I just was like I need to dance I need to like my, well my dancing is kind of fast swaying because <laughs> 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 what I realized is like I'm sorry, could you repeat that? You're kind of, there's a little fade in there. Oh, I was just saying, like, for me, these songs feel upbeat. Yes. However, now that I've, like, shared them, I realize, oh, this is still just mid-tempo with, like, heavy swaying. Um, but that's how I dance. And so... Um, yeah, there's what I hope is that folks can really feel the joy and um, uh, move to it. Yeah. So what? What? So is it? It is the groove. Then I was gonna. And one of the questions I have is, how do you find the joy from the sorrow? Because this album really is is overarching about hope and love. You know, the titles: hope, wonderment. Um, there, it's just so, it's an uplifting album, even though it may be mid-tempo and, you know, tempo-wise might not be, you know, boppy and funky, uh, but that is that slow, steady groove that, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the question is, <laughs> finding joy from sorrow, you, you have done that and what, what, what helps inspire you to do that? Um. That's a good question. And I was like, because I've been through so many ups and downs, and I specifically death in the family, and I have had to um, 
lean on the joy that I felt when I was making this um, and realize like um, it's it's important to me to find some sort of balance in life and um, realize like I think when I don't fight sorrow when I when I just try to like let it have the space that it needs like that I'm just surprised by joy like it's not like I'm like oh I'm gonna be joyful like um I, like I don't I don't know how to this I, I hope I'm making sense um, um but just to say like um I think giving space to sorrow also gives space to joy. Yeah. And they don't have to try to contend with each other. It doesn't have to be an either or. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's kind of like the truth I live by. I, I understand that, I think, in the way that uh, that what you just said, just allowing space because we are all, you know, full spectrum humans with full, yeah. full spectrum emotions and within joy. Well, that actually kind of brings to mind that quote it was so beautiful. The light that shines on us may bring a shadow for someone else with all that's going on. Can we see the beauty that's all around? Yeah. To yeah. me, that kind of captures it because it is all within the same experience yeah yeah yes yeah I, I, I think and I when when we as humans folks do uh, want to push away the sorrow and the pain I think that's and it's it's a like a forced joy or like faking it you know oh I'm fine I'm just fine <laughs> no you yeah. ain't fine um, you know there's I think that that's the danger that's a very dangerous space to be in um, not allowing the full spectrum of emotions to happen and yeah yeah so uh, I, I love yeah. that you embrace that and allow us to uh, feel it all because you have had I mean plenty of adversity <laughs> we're biracial you know there's there's all kinds of obstacles that you faced and then being in Minneapolis with the George Floyd I understand that was not far yeah. from your home even how mm -hmm. heavy uh, heavy that had to have been for you and within all that you still and the, the song uh, Mad Love I believe that's the one that was you wrote after the confrontation with the person at the side of the club I'm gonna yeah straight. you know Mad Love is interesting because I like I wrote Mad Love a few years ago before the pandemic and then Golden which is on the new record um, addresses that topic in a different way um, you know because when I wrote Mad Love I just was like I realized like the thing that made that man the most angry was just my presence. It just was my life. Like I wasn't doing anything remarkable or unique um, as far as being a touring folk singer, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Um, but then when George Floyd popped off and the uprising across the country, um, I had um, a more um, white hot flame of anger, mm-hmm. you know, and but simultaneously still recalling um, this is the path, like, I've all of a sudden in the past few years been dubbed a political artist only because I talk about self-love and I find that to be so odd but also telling of our society, like, for some reason being authentic is, like, uh, unique and people are like, oh, you're, you know, you talk about self-love, how radical. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, um, holy moly. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, I mean, I try to pay attention to national politics and certainly local politics, but I would not at any take or turn consider myself a political artist. Um, however, as the responsibility that we have as singer-songwriters is to tell what it is to be alive right now um, or to try to. Yeah. Um, and so Golden um, has a complexity to it of like where sexiness and anger meet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once again, not saying either has to win out. It, it's saying like I can be both. Um, and not only that I can be both, but that both exist together. Um, so yeah, it's like my sentiment of mad love. I've, I'm not really there anymore. I'm not like, Oh, it's it's because I'm so lovely and you want this loveliness, poor racist. Now I'm (laughs) like, um, I will, I will set fire to you <laughs> and dance around <laughs> with mad um, love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I think that speaks to the complexities and the full spectrum and, and it brings to mind and we unfortunately probably should wrap up here in the next few minutes, but I, sure. it makes me, I don't know. I kind of want to play golden cause that was on one of my lists, but I know curiosity is really cool too especially because it's one of expressing such gratitude. Um, again, that paradox of emotions, or the, the pain yes. of a breakup. Um, but within that pain, you're like saying, thank you for leaving me. Uh-huh. And just the way you're able to turn pain or express pain and, and make beautiful art out of it. If you'd like to, and actually we can, you want to choose between curiosity and golden, or we can, I don't know. We don't have time uh-huh. to play both, but um, speak to one of them, and and that's probably will be our closing song for this segment. If that's cool by you, sure. Um, I think curiosity is still the way to go because, um, well, you can play golden another day, but yeah. I think curiosity is also like um, I think we can all think of a person in our lives that we're embarrassed of who they think we are because 
we acted in a way that like you now are different and um and you're like oh crap if they only knew that i'm actually not that much of an idiot that or, person i was when they knew me uh, yeah. yeah and so and so you know curiosity is just kind of like uh, it, well who am i when i get to say who am i without anyone else's influences who am I when I try to change and um, yeah so yeah um, self-discovery yeah, reco- evolution kind of thing I, yeah I mean I I it's 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 a it's just a yearning question um, and in that way, I feel like it lets a listener um, answer it if they want to. Yeah. Very cool. We'll just kind of leave it at that uh, curious point of a question. Uh, I want mm-hmm. and then uh, I want to make sure also folks know how to find your music, follow your tour dates, uh, and stay hip to what's happening to you, like socials and such. Yeah. Um, please just go to chastitybrownmusic.com and that has all the tour info um, and places that will be in the country and as we're able to we would love to get out there we'll be in Des Moines I don't know why we're not going to be going to Lincoln I don't um, know either (laughs) yeah we'll we'll get on that but um, okay (laughs) yeah chastitybrownmusic.com awesome um, thank you very much, dear. Been a pleasure. It's a lot. Thank you, and we'll see nice talking to you. Likewise. Hey, uh, y'all take, do take care. Uh, we'll see you down the road. And everyone, this is Chastity Brown on the Women's Show, KZUM Lincoln, KZUMHD. And here is her song, Curiosity, from Sing to the Walls. <laughs>